0: You are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings,
1: and welcome to a fireside chat with a zany mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, my guest is Ole Domegaard. Ole Domegaard is an author, international speaker, former journalist, musician, artist, and investigator who has dedicated the last 35 years to researching global conspiracies. Millions of viewers and listeners around the world have taken part in his interviews and presentations. His main focus has been to find out the truth about the assassinations of JFK, the Swedish Prime Minister, Olaf Palma, of Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, John Lennon, and Lady Di, plus the terror attacks of 9 one Norway, Oklahoma City, and many others. He is considered a leading expert on false flag operations and is believed to have exposed and stopped several planned massacres. He is an international Raja Yoga teacher, and the author of four books, you can find out more on his website at www.lightonconspiracies.com. So let's welcome him back to the show now. Hi, Oli, how are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you, and thank you for having me back on.
1: Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You've been traveling all over the world, haven't you? Doing interviews and all kinds of stuff. What uh, recent, what uh, discoveries have you been making uh, since we last spoke?
0: Oh my god, it's it's just non-stop, I can hardly remember when we spoke last, day. it's, uh, do you know, I've done between 500 and 1,000 interviews, and uh, I just came back from from Switzerland, I was flown up there to do uh, a three-episode TV interview with Free Spirit TV up there, I did 22 hours in a row there, and then the next day, another 22 hours, and, and I came home this morning, 2.30 a.m., and now it's uh, 10.30 in the evening and I am beaten. <laughs> I you.
1: Well, I hope you can stay awake for the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but but I'm having such weird technical issues. It's uh, I can tell you, it was uh, last night when, uh, no, the day before, when we had done all of these, uh, uh, the TV shows were ready. I came home to the hotel at 11 in the evening and uh, I came in and I just wanted to to let my loved ones back home know that I was okay and that everything uh, was prepared for next day and I just could not get my laptop to work mm. it started okay, but I couldn't open any programs I couldn't open the wi- uh, the Wi-Fi connections I could uh, there was just nothing and I, i'm I'm pretty good with computers, so mm-hmm. I tried all different ways. Would not work. My cell phone would not work, oh. and the remote the remote for the TV didn't work either. And wow. I couldn't even turn it up. I couldn't even turn it on, off. So I, I had to sleep with a TV on with some weird uh, German. Uh, I don't know what it was. Some soap opera. Uh, i couldn't turn the volume down either so i was wow. there. I, I hardly got any. and then the next morning uh there was uh, this uh, her name is dr catherine horson who she came uh, to pick me up and she had problems with her cell phone as well and i tell you uh last i don't know what that was but the night before uh i'd taken a, a coca-cola from the mini bar you know one of these bottles with a, a metal cap uh-huh. i don't know what and I, I emptied it and just put the, what do you call it, the the top, the metal part, what do you call that?
1: I put that it? back
0: on. Yeah. Just squeezed it on and, and put the the bottle there on, the, on the, there was like a little desk. And Dr. Catherine and I were sitting talking and uh, we were sort of, I don't know what's going on with this technical thing. And suddenly this, uh, the top lid just popped up and flew like six, uh, five six feet. To the wow. side, it just boom, huh. flew off. I was like, "What the hell?" And anyway, uh, three times I was out of the hotel room, you know, to to have some breakfast. I came back, and then when uh, Doctor Catherine came, I went out to meet her. And every time, the only three times I was outside in the corridor, I met the same two guys in their early 30s that were uh. speaking. I don't know some it sounded a little foreign to me i don't know what language and they were looking down and they were just passing but it's it was a very small hotel you know like uh, not that many rooms and so and then uh we we drove back to the tv studio and there was this uh, one of the technicians there and i said listen uh would you mind having a look at my car just broke down in spain and now my laptop as well it's like I really could. Would you mind just having five minutes and check out if maybe it's something you can fix? We started the computer. It worked perfectly. Huh. We, I put on the cell phone. It worked perfectly. Her phone worked perfectly. Everything was fine. So wow. something was strange in that room oh, when yeah. it came to technical stuff. And and I keep having these uh do you know, I, I, it's like I have this constant struggle with the uh, technical issues, or attacks on the website, or my channels get shut down. Or, you know, it's just the uh, constant. So it's, um, it's uh, like uh, being a surfer. You know, you know, oh, another wave coming, and whoa, we need to take that one as well. And, and now, when you were trying to call me, I could not hear you, and I, and I could not. Uh, there was no way I could click and and. Uh, and receive your call, and then I was waiting before that, I waited for a long time to hear from you, and I was just sitting here, and there was nothing, and suddenly I saw there was a whole line of different that you tried to call me several times. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, well,
1: it's not too surprising, and of course we know that they have the technology to do stuff like that.
0: It. I don't know about that thing that popped off this co- Coca-Cola bottle. If it was some kind of magnetic uh, field that they blocked the l- yeah. laptops with, that yeah. it was magnetism. But some. I mean, I've never seen that before. We were just sitting talking, and boom! It just flew wow. and off off the desk and five, six feet. Interesting. I, I, I tried. I tried to redo it, you know, with my finger, and I really had to snap it quite hard to get it to fly that far. Huh. So. I don't know well i hope it we, wasn't anything
1: that uh is going to continue
0: no need i i prefer when it's working fine and smooth i love that
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, i mean we are still living in a free world supposedly mm. so uh you've been on quite a few shows recently and uh what kinds of things have you been sharing of of late about your research that uh, we, I think we were, I think you were on about six months ago, but uh, um, so we uh, haven't caught up for a bit. Um, what kinds of things have you been uh, talking about uh, on the air and on the uh, radio shows and the TV shows?
0: Oy. um six months? Whew, there's so much going on in the oh, world, so it's yeah. like, so it's uh, and every time there is a, f- a false flag uh, or an a, a suspected false flag i get contacted from all over and so the latest one was uh, this big one in christchurch new zealand huh. where that that is where i have i've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what happened there because that was uh, it they took it to a different level uh, in a different direction oh really I don't know if you've heard so much about this uh, shooting in in the U.S. No, not really. Oh, it's it's a big one. It was a an alleged mass shooting in a mosque in a in a city on New Zealand called Christchurch, where listen to the wording Christchurch, and then you have uh, the, a shooting in a mosque where a white guy was shooting Muslims. Oh, boy! So you boy. have East. Yeah, it's the whole psyop is part of uh, these operations as well. Mm -hmm. And that was a big one. I mean, there was uh, officially 50 people killed in two different mosques. uh, There were these shootings. But this whole thing, very, very, very are abs- an absolute um, inside job that I can guarantee you but the unusual thing with this one was that uh, the shooter had a camera on a GoPro camera and he was filming this whole massacre um, but it was filmed almost identical to these uh, uh, computer games nowadays the whole setup really? was like looking at a, at a computer game which was very, very bizarre. So um, I've had my friend, uh, CIA whistleblower, Cody Snodgrass, who is a super expert on weapon, all type of uh, weapon technologies and explosives, you name it. And we've been going through this also together with a friend uh, who used to work in Hollywood. So he's very good at film, uh, the technology of filming and so on. And we've been going like frame by frame by frame to, to take the whole thing apart. And it, in my opinion, I think that we're. This was a, a false flag, an inside job there to uh, get this whole uh, thing about confiscate, giving them giving up the weapons, just like they do in the U.S. They create these mass shootings, where the the whole idea is uh, problem reaction solution, this old old Roman template, where by creating these mass shootings, they want the population to see the weapons as the problem and give them up. Mm. That's the whole idea. And it's the exact same agenda here where the, in New Zealand and it just followed the, all of the boxes were ticked. But there is this difference with this one where I think it's they're trying to in, get uh, into the heads of the younger generations, you know, mm. the gamers, teenagers that normally oh. wouldn't uh, watch mainstream media at all so, for the last few years, several years, actually, there's been this uh, this trend of involving superheroes in these alleged massacres. So you had uh, the Batman shooting in Aurora, you had uh, uh, you had the Joker. Uh, shooting uh, in at the Las Vegas strip it, not the mass shooting but the strip shooting mm-hmm. uh, he was dressed like the joker huh. uh, you ha- you had the uh, Darth Vader in in Sweden there was a, a school stabbing uh, multiple alleged killed people in a the school there where he was dressed like the Darth Vader you had the uh, RoboCop in Melbourne uh, you had um, uh, Spider-Man both in France and in London Uh, And also you had, you had, there was a church shooting in Nashville, an alleged church shooting in Nashville, where both the shooter and the hero, there's always a hero in these stories, just like in Hollywood. uh, Both of them uh, were shown in photos with uh, Superman T-shirts on. And uh, the the hero even had a baby in his lap. And the, the baby as well had a superhero – no, sorry, a Superman T-shirt on. Really? So, wow. So, so I think that trying to, to sort of get the interest of the younger generation so that they can get into their heads as well and start manipulating them. Oh, And absolutely. this is also – with this, there was one um, – where was that? There was one alleged shooting. Every time I say – an attack or a mass shooting. Please add the words "alleged" before, because so, 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 so many of these are not the like we're being told—not mm-hmm. real events, staged events, state-sponsored terrorism, according to the New World Order's agenda. That—that that is the the thing that they all have in common, more or less. And uh, but I made a breakthrough this time in New Zealand mm. because because. Uh, as you know, I'm sure I've, we've been talking about this uh, on your show as well, that for many years, I've started to see signs of, that there is this mobile unit that is being transported around just like a, a rock group on tour, or a wow. theater group on tour, uh, but where it is a, it is the same people that are being transported from country to country. It's, it's always NATO countries, more or less always, Or countries that are connected through a secret arrangement called Five Eyes. It's a spy license that was created after the Second World War at the very same time when the CIA OSS was created and NASA was created and CDC, the Center for Disease Control, who are most of the time behind these fake virus scares like the Ebola, the seeker, swine flu, they're the one creating it there. And they also created uh, what was called five eyes. Uh, and this five eyes is now expanded to nine eyes, forty-nine eyes, uh, 41 eyes. And these are different nations where they have this uh, uh, super exchange of intelligent, uh, intelligence uh, uh, communication in between them without us knowing it. So in this, for instance, the five eyes, you have... Uh, uh, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, England, US uh, are, are the, these countries, but that in combination with NATO, uh, they are the ones that are carrying out these operations. So it's like, instead of a, a world that we, if we're not aware of what's going on, we think that, oh, it's a, it's a world filled of Muslim terrorists that are, you know, mm-hmm. putting together Bombs while eating breakfast, just uh, totally obsessed with blowing us up. I should be like a super expert on Muslim terrorists, terrorists but I tell you, I, I never find them because the, the ones I encounter instead is the CIA, the Mossad, NATO, and then we're using private contractors like Kraft International or Blackwater, or they're using uh, assets from the Gladio network this uh, ultra secret uh, ghost army that is also a creation of, by NATO. So what I've been, what I, I thought that so many of these uh, things were separate, but over the years I found that I think somewhere after 9-11 and before Boston bombing, uh, they came up with the idea that instead of us having to, uh, train new people every single time in a new location over again and f- recruit more people that can then become a, a liability uh-huh, and risk right. and so on. Why don't we just use the same? We just recycle the whole thing and make it mobile so we can move it around. Right. and, uh, and these, this group I'm talking about, it's just like a, a theater group on tour. It's the exact same setup as a, a rock band on tour. You got the uh, directors, lighting, camera, uh, camera crews. You got the uh, crisis actors. You know, crisis actors, the ones that are really good at lying around, looking dead with some ketchup on them, oh, right. or being in, being interviewed, uh, saying, you know. Uh, presenting whatever story they want there's uh, also journalists that are part of this group or people that uh, appear as journalists doing the interview of these eyewitnesses and so on that are all part of the operation uh, you've got uh, uh, experts on explosives smoke bombs uh, also you got uh, uh, marketing agents that are comes up with slogans and logos that, you know Sure, sweet Charlie after Charlie Hebdo, or we're not afraid. These slogans that are always following the whole uh, when these things happen uh-huh. with the with the candles, the flowers. These are the the marketing agents that set this whole thing up, just like a, a marketing campaign for um, candy or Coca Cola. Here, the uh-huh. product is is terror. It's fear. That's the whole. And so they're being flown. They're also controllers, bodyguards, because the controllers need to keep the group together. Uh, also make sure that nobody gets uh, second thoughts or start to think about uh, you know, become whistleblowers or leak information. Uh-huh. So they they're, they're under very strict control. Then you got makeup artists, you got the uh, uh, catering, you got um, uh, wardrobe, electricians. And so on. So it's a small unit, but still quite a lot of people. And these people are then flown around in, as far as I've been able to find out, like Hercules plane, military planes, uh, Uh C-130s, that fly them from American Air Force bases or NATO Air Force bases from country to country. And then uh, they're uh, often these, uh, either it's military bases where, they're, they can, uh, you know, erase all tracks of these coming in or taking off. Or they are airstrips without flight towers so that they can come in after dark, land uh, on load. And then everybody is transported to location in buses. Then on location, there's also a drill. Uh, the drill is there, of course, for our protection. Not. The drill is there for them to get uh, in position uh, to get permission to close off streets, they, they always uh, need to be able to control all parameters. So they close off certain areas. And the reason why they, they set it up as a drill also is to get rid of normal people, us, uh, you know, because they don't want us uh, nosing around there or see things. So they need to clear the area. And during the drill, they get all vehicles in position, explosives in position, smoke bombs, crisis actors. Also, they have uh, uh, they rehearse the whole thing during the drill and they take the high quality images that are then uh, when the so-called real thing goes down, these high quality images of terror, the face of terror yet again, are being have already been prepared uh, during the drill because uh-huh. they need to make sure that they have the, this is the thing that is important it's it's not important for them to kill a few people in a mosque or whatever the important thing is to control and aim the information flow out uh-huh. so that it will spread fear globally so that we in the rest of the world will be freaked out and then welcome more and more protection military uh, style protection cameras giving up our freedom, giving up our weapons, giving up our privacy, giving up everything in the name of security. Mm. So that that is the aim of these operations. And this time, Lance, I actually because I've been saying that they're using C one thirties and uh, but I've never been able to pinpoint it. And this time there was a drill. And this drill was using C one hundred thirty planes. Huh. And I, I had people uh, on New Zealand contacting me. They say that said that they saw them, uh, one plane come in very very low, like uh, 500 feet up, uh, very very low in, and where did they fly over? Christchurch. And they came in. They came in uh, three, two or three days before this alleged attack happened, and then they took off uh, three or four days after. So. Um, also this was, uh, uh, it, they came from the number, number 40 squadron and there was uh, foreign uh, military experts on it. They, they were conducting a training, as they say. The training was called, let me see here, uh, Exercise Nocturnal Reach
1: 2019.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, also there were, there were other drills as well. Do you know, like like I said, there's always these drills They need the drills there to be able to prepare And get everything set up And uh, uh, fix the whole thing without us understanding what's going on So, were there any drills uh, in Christchurch before this happened? And the answer is yes There were uh, several days, almost a week Of drills in Christchurch before this All the way up until the alleged shooting took place and Christchurch, uh, do you know New Zealand, it's two big islands in the middle of absolute nowhere, why, way, way out in the ocean, where uh, there's only four million people in total, something like that. And Christchurch is the third biggest city, but still, the population, I believe, is like 360,000 people. That That is not a lot. So if they have a security drill there, who do you think would take part? Ah. Uh, I would suggest like maybe the New Zealand military, local military, the local police, ambulances, firefighters, that would make, that would be logical, I would say. But we managed to find out who was there. And the people that were taking part of this drill was a global sharpshooter's government training drill. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. Global sharpshooter's government training drill. That's quite advanced. And the people that we've been able to track down—it was the Police Special Tactics Group (STG), the New Zealand Defence Force (NZDF), uh, the New Zealand Special Air Services NZ, no, (NZSAS)—that's the, the, you know, like the very advanced uh, SWAT teams—but also Australian and Asian and Hong Kong police agencies that just happened to be on location when this went down. And had this only been in this incident, then I would say, well, that was lucky, wasn't it? Because that's what they exactly what they said when they were being interviewed. Well, we were so lucky that we were armed, equipped and everything when this happened so that we could be right on location and grab the guy within minutes once it happened. But they were not, not there to stop it at all. On the contrary. But when you see it over and over and over and over and over again, maybe over and over and over again once more, because it is like that, uh, then we're not talking coincidences, at least not in my world, I tell you that. And the the whole psyop around it, where they put all of these subliminal messages uh, that are connecting to other uh, of these... uh, uh, alleged terror attacks. Do you know, for instance, they're, they're, this photo, they arrested one guy that had nothing to do with it, but he's on his knees in military clothes. Uh-huh. And they, they, they grabbed him right outside a gate to a, a college. But when you look at, so you've got this guy on his knees and you've got the police around him, but on the gate behind him, there are these letters from uh, the college, but the letters around him, they're big, big golden letters, when you look at it it spells p a n i c that is panic and Probably when you look yeah. at when these what these operations are aiming at is to spread fear because it's only through fear that they can control us they need us fearful all the time according to the cia's strategy of tension and there's another one where where there's some muslims sitting outside uh, uh, very concerned sitting calling family members looking very depressed and so on and what's in the background there's a massive big number 9-1, and then right next to the one is uh, like a, a black board with the same color so it says 911 mm. or 911 then you wow. got the uh, there's another guy who's uh, who's sitting crying and without no shirt on, and his pants are pulled down, and on uh, on it, uh, on his underpants, do you know, the, the elastics, it says yeah. New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, and then there's blood around it. And, you know, so they work on your subliminal, you know, yeah. your, subconscious, your subconscious, that's the thing. And there's so many of these where just again and again and again and again, Amazing. And then you have dear John Podesta, who just happened to be there a few days before, who was uh, very high up, you know, one of Hillary, Hillary, Hitlery, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. Clintons. Uh, he was there. And you know this uh, bizarre photo where he's got like a fish on one, he's holding up his hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very connected to the whole Pizzagate crap. And... Uh, there's this uh, uh, sim, uh, he's got he's holding up his uh, open hands and he's got a painted fish on one and the number fourteen on another. It's uh, cannot remember the, uh, what this the symbol means, but it's connected to uh, the whole Pizzagate thing. Mm. And uh, the the shooter here in New Zealand had painted his gums or written that totally covered. In different names and things that are connected to other attacks including in Sweden the name of some of the victims and these symbols from John Podesta's hands as well are wow. on the gun so uh, and then I, I think have we spoken about shoes Lance when it I comes I think to we these did a little bit
1: the last time you were uh, just uh, kind of put those uh, pieces of the puzzle together
0: Okay, the shoes sounds like uh, okay. Welcome, tinfoil hat. Here we go with some weird stuff. <laughs> but right. it, but over the years since I've been doing this for some thirty-five years or something, I, uh, I have, it, you know, there's so many details in these operations, so I need to have everything super organized, and I've got like uh, almost three terabyte of. Uh, uh, evidence material from hundreds and hundreds of cases that wow. I, I, I call it my my research vault where people can also uh, contact me and and I sort of uh, for uh, for a special fee I give people access to that also because it's so important that this information is not destroyed or and that it gets spread out there anyway so over the years in so many of these cases I found shoes lying around in the street around these around the victims. There's always like blood uh, destruction, bodies, and then there's these shoes. And so in the beginning, I just, okay, a shoe. I put it in the folder shoes, 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 shoes. But after a while, you know, I had hundreds of images of shoes, blood destruction and shoes, and more or less, every single time, they're Nike shoes. So, oh, right, I was, right. so I was like, what is going on with the shoes? What is up with these shoes? And then <laughs> I started thinking that it's like that it was like their business card, like a, a you know, like an a, a silent communication system among people that were in the know. Mm. that these shoes were left there so that people on the other side of the world that were in these same organizations involved in the New World Order, that they could uh, understand without any emails being sent or any phone calls or letters or anything that could be hijacked or or interfered with, that, aha, it's our operation because the shoe is there, the shoe is there. Just Just the same way they use color codes, Nowadays, they, you've got the purple and the magenta that, that is so dominant every single time uh, they do these things. But then I found out uh, through an insider, a Freemason that contacted me anonymously, and he said, no, no, the shoes are much more than that. It's also these shootings or these uh, sacrifices, the way they see it, are rituals. And the shoes. What it, what he said was that one shoe off, for instance, of a victim or somebody that was uh, there or involved or whatever. One shoe off means that it's uh, this person is doing it voluntarily. Two shoes off means homage to the sacred space where this is carried out. Mm. So these shoes are really important on a Freemasonic level. Wow. And then then over the years I started doing more and more I was saying this about these uh, shoes in many 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 interviews I've done between 500 and a thousand interviews and uh, then I had my friend CAA whistleblower Cody Snodgrass with me in one of these interviews and he used to be or he has an extreme knowledge about MK ultra and how that works and so what he said, and I believe that he is spot on there, he said when you break down an asset, uh, an individual that they want to turn into an asset, uh, this, the way they do it is through torture, extreme pain, uh, trauma, horrific things they do to this one, to be able to break down the personality. And uh, the aim is to split up the personality in multiple personalities that that can then be activated through so-called triggers and then the the alternative personality can then be used as an uh you know like assassin or patsy or whatever but it's through the trigger signal so the way they get this trick trigger signal working is while they're being raped or tortured or whatever they hold up this symbol in front of them every single time they're being going through this horror the symbol is there the symbol is there the symbol and in Mm -hmm. the end the only thing they need is to show the symbol and Mm -hmm. then the person goes into this traumatic state right away and so what cody was suggesting was that this since this has been going on i think Uh, at least since the Holocaust, where the shoes became the symbol of death, you know, these mountains of shoes Mm -hmm. in these alleged death camps. But also in the Vietnam War and the Korean War and so on, these shoes have been there over and over again. And then we have all of these mass shootings and these alleged terror attacks and so on, and the shoes are there. So you have this trauma, trauma that happens. It's like, boom, a bomb goes off, but dead people, blood, whatever... And the shoe. Mm. So, when you see that and you go, "Oh my god!" And also, I've spoken to a psychologist who said that in a situation like that, the the human mind is attracted to its own destruction. So you, your eyes will look for the blood, the the gore, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, will look away, you know, because oh my god, it's too horrible. Mm-hmm. So first, they get the impact, the traumatic impact by blood, uh, dead bodies, whatever. And then the the eyes look away and try to f- find comfort in something neutral that they know, you know. And in this case, the shoe, but the shoe will then be the trigger uh, of this trauma again, because it's been used over and over and over again. So these shoes, I believe, are like a global mind control trigger to keep us globally in a constant uh, state of fear. Mm-hmm. And once again, so the shoes are a dead giveaway, I tell you that. When you look at these uh, alleged uh, mass shootings and terror attacks, if the shoes are there, we're onto something here. And nowadays, these shoes appear in so many different areas, you know, where they say they claim that there was a, a shooting outside a nightclub in Baltimore or whatever. What is the what What is the photo of? Is it of the of the nightclub? Is it no? It's just a corner of area and a shoe, and a hmm. shoe, and it, wow. the shoes are there over and over again. So uh, also these. I'm ranting on, Lance. Have you got a question? Oh, that's otherwise, all right. well,
1: I was wondering: Are the shoes always Nikes?
0: In in the West. I, I have found a very dominant proportion being Nike. And Nike oh. is also the goddess of victory. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot more uh, to it, but Nike is 95% of the time. Oh. But if you go into to Asia and Muslim countries where we have the exact same way that these images are being used, in, especially in Western media, then it's, of course, more sandals and, and so on.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: Right. And here in New Zealand, there's just shoes all over the place. Shoes, shoes, shoes. For instance, I'm looking at an image here now when you've got uh, one of the automatic weapons that uh, is said to have been used. Uh, there are all of these names scribbled around on, on the gun itself. And then you got two shoes. Uh, that's the only uh, the image of the gun on the floor. Then there's two empty shoes and one foot without a shoe. That is what you can see on it. Oh. And then you have the police outside standing with the SWAT teams. What's on the what's on the payment? Two shoes. Okay. This is not the crime scene. You know, it's outside, but the shoes are just, they just happen to be there. Huh. Then you have, the, when people are being car- carried into the ambulance, the shoes are outside the ambulance. Wow. Then you have, there's one woman that is being said that she was shot in the gutter. Well, what is next to her? A pair of shoes, nicely put on the pavement. Another victim, the shoes are lying next to him. Then a, there's this guy, an eyewitness, that they is being interviewed in the newspaper the day after, He's standing there holding a shirt with some blood on and he's without shoes. Huh. It's just the shoes is a dead giveaway. I tell you that one.
1: Oh, amazing. Now in some of the instances uh nobody dies in these things. I mean uh, there are many cases where a number of people are killed and that's been verified. But are there instances where the uh, where nobody has actually been uh, killed in the uh, false flag.
0: The answer is definitely yeah, and this is I think it's I don't know if it started with when they started doing this whole thing with the mobile unit, but it it was uh, I believe after nine eleven and before the Boston bombing was the uh, the invention of the so called crisis actor, uh-huh. uh, where where. Yeah. I, you are your listeners aware of the crisis actors crisis actors are people that nowadays uh, terror is a really good business I tell you that so they're big big companies that are doing all of these drills where they pretend to have attacks for you to train or for the local law enforcement and firefighters and whatever or at airports and train stations Uh, To prepare for these things, but to make it as real as possible, they're using what is called crisis actors. And so you got massive companies like uh, crisis-solutions.com, you got crisiscast.com, you got uh, uh, crisis-actors.org. You can also, and there you they they supply everything you need, including scripts. uh, You know, however you want the event scripted, they will help you with that. They've got uh, psychologists so that they can train these people to act like if they were in a trauma or if they had been shot or if they had been, so they can make them as good as possible. Uh, but these ones are not only, I tell you, not only used for drills, they are used for these, what they call simulations. We mm. think at the real event, they talk about them as simulations, crisis simulations and also you can rent there's a company called uh, crowds on demand where you can rent a crowd oh hundreds okay. hundreds of people crowds look it up for yourself wow they're very they're very proud whatever you need do you need a rally do you need a demonstration do you need <laughs> uh, crazy football fans do you need uh, uh are you a, a, a you know, a really fail failure of a rock star, we can supply the audience, you know, they were screaming, yay! Are you a, a hated politician? Not a problem. We can back you up with the crowd. What do you want the crowd to do? Whatever you want them to do, they will do it. Also, you've got companies where you can rent a mourner, you know, people that are really good at looking sad and at funerals look oh. like they're in... So you can rent that rent at uk. There's com. Oh, jeez uh, <laughs>
1: Then
0: you got amp- amputee. Uh, what is it called? Am. Uh, well, anyway, you can rent people that have had limbs amputated. You know. It's, through car accidents or whatever, act, or they were maybe born without legs or arms, because these are really useful because with together with some makeup and special effects type of things, you can make it look really uh, horrible that people have been, oh, uh, that sure. their arms have been blown off <laughs> or shot up. But I've got plenty of photos of these uh, guys sitting around, uh, you know, having a beer. They looked like they were all you know, torn to pieces, but they're having a great time, just waiting for their, their time to take part of the next one. How funny. Well,
1: uh, they're having a great time, but the people who uh, have to react to these things uh, are not having such a great time.
0: No, too. And uh, I, I did not answer your question because you asked if there were real victims or not. Mm-hmm. And this is a really difficult question to answer. It should be super simple because of course, if somebody's shot, there should be a dead body. But when, what I try to do is I try as often as I can to get on location as fast as possible, even mm-hmm. though I'm just a one man band more or less, uh, to get there and then find out. Like a forensic detective or a journalist like I used to be, like. What actually happened? Because Mm -hmm. the official story so often does not match up at all. And especially when you're on location, you will just see, holy crap, this is just BS. There's nothing real about the official story. So what actually happened, that is the question. And so many times when I track down alleged victims, I end up with a massive big question mark. I, I got the photos, I got the names, I got all the details, you know, oh, they went to that school, I go to the school. Well, no, they don't They don't uh, know the person. They used to live in this area, I go there, nope, sorry. Or sometimes they've been there, but just a few months, they moved in a few months before, and um, then they get killed here. Uh, interesting. And often, like for instance, nowadays on the internet, uh, if I want to find out about myself or you, I can pay and I would get like a thousand pages, you know, from insurance companies, birth certificate, you name it. So much information is there collected on all of us. But these victims, it's like they're on Facebook like three months back and then nothing. But there's other friends on Facebook, so they must be real. No, it's the same with these accounts as well. They are there, the photos are there, they look good, they take selfies, blah, blah, blah. But the paper trail just go boom, 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 and not. They're gone. Boom, 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 and gone. And uh, so very often, you. Uh, it's important not to jump to any conclusion too fast but so often i end up with having to say i truly believe that we're talking about phantom identities many times especially when there are many victims mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's a hybrid where you've got real victims and crisis actors mm-hmm. because and i think the reason why they came up with this whole thing about with crisis actors is because of mothers If a mother, if her child is killed, this person, this woman, I see it over and over again, they become fearless. They will not back down until they find out what happened to their child. Even though if the child was like 48, doesn't matter. That mother is like the Terminator that will breathe down your neck until she finds out what happened. So an absolute nightmare for people where their business is death and destruction like this. And the more of these mothers you have after you, because these they keep repeating these, uh, these uh, events, the worse for them. And I believe that is where they came to a point, they tried to scare these women, they killed quite a few of them, didn't stop them. They just keep coming, keep coming, uh, both in South American countries, in the US after 9-11, and so on. It, this is an international phenomenon. Mm. of this love bondage between a mother and her, her child. And so this is where they came up with the idea of uh, this crisis actor. But, for instance, if you have uh, – we have the – the when the government building in Oslo, Norway, is said to have been blown up. It was actually not blown up. It was not an explosion. It was an implosion. Mm. But, there, but there were uh, – on one side of the building, it's it's sort of like a small skyscraper, but uh, quite thin, uh, wide and thin, the building. Uh, I think it's uh, 18 or 20 uh, storages. No, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, uh, storages high, but only very narrow. Anyway, there was on one side of the building crisis actors, and on the other side, where the alleged bomb went off, where the implosion went off, there were real victims. So that one was a mix between the two of them. Mm. But I tell you, there's another one where that uh, proves my point. Because so many times when these things happen, the number of dead goes up and down and up and down, up and down. And the number of victims just keep Adding on week after week, it just keeps adding on and on and on hmm. of the. Wo- so, I for instance, you have the Nice attack in Paris. No, sorry, in in France, where there's this uh, white truck that is said uh, to have driven straight into a crowd, uh, one point six mile, uh, just driven down the pavement and just killing people. Boom, 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 boom. Hmm. So there there was officially eighty four dead people. That is quite a lot, and 202 victims uh, wounded. So we're talking 280, uh, what did I say, 84 and 202. That's 286 people that were hurt by this truck. Now, the truck is white. There was not a dent in the truck. There was not a drop of blood. There was nothing on the truck. And and when I was there on location, and we I found out that instead of, this whole thing, 1.6 mile, it was 215 yards. It was one block from where it started to where it ended. Cool. So we're back to like like a film set instead. And then, okay, okay, fair enough. 84 dead, 202 wounded. But after one week in the news, they t- were talking about 303, and after two weeks, <laughs> it was
1: 404. Wow. So I'm
0: like. Are you telling me that people like two weeks after this happened suddenly find out that oh my god, my <laughs> leg is broken, I need to go to the hospital. Could it be that shock that hit me like two weeks ago? Uh... <laughs> or you had the mass, you had the mass shooting in, in Norway where first there were 89 teenagers killed or victims, 89. And I don't think it should be so difficult for uh, somebody with a medical training to know that that body is not breathing, that <laughs> is dead, okay? Number two, this one is still breathing, that's alive. This one, so dead, once again. This one is missing missing a head, I would assume dead. So these 89 victims went suddenly down to 69, Oh. That's 20, twenty people that were dead. Then and and the the authorities said, well, we're very sorry, but uh, we made a mistake. There was, the, you know, the the bodies were covered with blankets, so we made a mistake." Okay. Then the sixty nine went up to seventy seven, and and this is not the only incident. They it goes up and down, and it's. I think they do it. To make it difficult for us to get a real understanding of what was happening, mm-hmm. because it just keeps changing all the time, keep changing, changing, changing. So, in I I know I might sound a little bit, a wee bit crazy, but it's like it's a very strange world to get yourself into when you when you look into these uh, these attacks because they're very bizarre. Well, that's the. the-
1: That certainly is an understatement. (laughs) You know, um, I mean, everything about them is uh, just so surreal uh, that... uh, And then now, of course, they're getting into the virtual reality with the uh, superheroes, which is something we can watch for. And uh, that, of course, would be geared towards the kids and the teenagers and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But... uh, it makes me wonder if they're trying to uh, put us in a virtual world because um, we're almost living in a virtual world as it is and uh, if we start believing that nothing is real that is out there then we're pretty much
0: living in a false reality yeah it's an interesting point and i tell you so many of these uh or the agenda when you look at the agenda the new world order also agenda 21 or agenda 30 it's trying they're trying to push us into this digital reality these uh, Mm. smart cities with the oh yeah you know this is
1: uh one of the network
0: that is all part of it yeah so do you know they all they always use this uh, problem reaction solution the few in power secretly create a problem boom a mass shooting a bomb a uh, virus uh, scare something like that Uh, the reason they do that is to get us the normal person into absolute fear mode so that we just react without thinking and say oh my god oh my god i need protection and then we turn towards the people we think are there to protect us not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem And they will then then say, well, the only way we can protect you with this horrible problem is, and boom, in comes the solution. And the solution every single time is something we would never, ever have accepted had it not been for the problem, problem problem-reaction-solution. So you have this with mass shootings, problem, boom, 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 reaction, oh, my God, and the solution, take away the guns. That is what instead of saying we need to take care of these uh, teenagers because they are mentally not very stable. No, well, no, yeah. no. It, it's the guns. They want the guns.
1: And so, not, not only that, but doesn't it seem that they could uh, create some kind of laws that uh, uh, allow them to uh, shoot terrorists in uh, uh, plane, you know, where in airports and various other places? Uh You know, that uh, they're moving towards an ability to just take out anybody uh, because there's such a strong uh, push to stop terrorists that uh, they allow the governments of the world to just uh, target anybody that's a terrorist. And we don't know if they are or not because you wouldn't hear about it.
0: No, they're even trying to push it to a point where that even if they suspect you of ever having been thinking about committing anything that right. they could arrest you. Now this is where they're pushing it. This yeah. is where they're pushing it. This is also why every single time something of this happened, they say, oh, he, he was under the radar of the authorities. The FBI knew about him, but they didn't do anything. And yeah. now, oh, my God, look at that. 84 dead people. Had oh. the FBI taken him right away when they suspected him only – these people would have been saved, problem, reaction, solution. So now, there's every single time, well, they knew about him, but they couldn't do anything, or they they didn't, and then this is the result. They're pushing it towards, boom, they take, and you're put away just on suspicion. But also, if you haven't noticed the last few years, there's been a hell of a lot of vehicle attacks where Suddenly, a bus drives into a crowd, or a band, or a right, truck. Right. So, did that happen before? I don't think so. That so, what is be the difference? Really new. Yeah, it's just the last few years. So, it's like problem. What is the problem? A vehicle hits and kills people. Uh, the reaction: Oh my God, something needs to be done. The solution: Driverless vehicles.
1: Yeah. And you will yes, see.
0: You yes. you will see right after these attacks in the same areas, the same uh cities the same countries the same counties where these attacks happen it's followed by this whole propaganda thing about driverless vehicles oh, driverless yeah. trucks driverless That's around vehicle. the corner isn't
1: it
0: <laughs> yeah and then the next step from that is pushing us into smart cities yeah. where everything yeah. is digital control with 5g yeah where everything is speaking to each other you know you're your toilet, your bed, your fridge, <laughs> your phone, your TV, everything is Yackety digital. <laughs> yeah.
1: All talking to and, each other and recording and watching what we're doing.
0: And listening. And if you think I'm making it up, I mean, oh, just no. have, I'm sure many people have noticed that if they walk around talking about maybe something they never talked about before, uh, they have their phone in the pocket and then... Half an hour later, suddenly there's an ad on that exact topic that they had discussed yep. like half an hour ago. Oh, yeah. So how did, that, how did that happen through yeah, the definitely. exact same technology that they're trying to push on us? So if you ask me, all of these smart devices, the real name, of the, the real label of these type of, uh, of items should be EVIL. Change uh-huh. the spelling of smart to EVIL. These are evil devices. Yes, absolutely. And the
1: dangers to the health as well, I've been reading about. Well, you know, uh, we are just about at the end of the show, so I wanted you to be able to let people know where they can find you. And I just want to thank you for coming back again and sharing your latest information with us because it's always interesting to hear from you. And uh, so uh, if you could uh, let us know what you where you're going to be and what you're doing in your website, then uh, we'll be, uh, we'll call it a wrap.
0: Uh, Well, thank you anyway for for inviting me back. It's always a pleasure. My website is lightandconspiracies.com. I'm a one-man band with a small little team around me. So the the only way I can finance what I'm doing is through uh, selling my books. I got multiple books uh, on my website. Also membership, newsletter, donations are extremely appreciated. Uh, And I'm on Patreon, where I do uh, what I call daylights. I do several per week, where I try to, for one thing, uh, share what's going on, but also to empower people, because uh, this is my intention. My intention is always peace, harmony, forgiveness, compassion, but fearless exposure of these dark forces, because if we don't transcend them, we're going towards a very dark future. And that is something I am not accepting. No way. Yep. So I'm, I'm so devoted and I'm super optimistic when it comes to this thing.
1: Well, yeah, me too. So, me
0: too. But Lance, if I could, uh, if I just one more minute, uh, mm-hmm. because I, uh, a while ago I, I've i been uh, doing presentations in about 15 countries. And for me, it's always super, super Powerful when I get out and I meet people face to face because it, there's something happens on a whole different spiritual level when you meet and you interact and so on. So I have all of these beautiful encounters everywhere. But there's always this problem about getting enough people together and the rent of the, the you know, places to be and equipment and so on. So I've come up with a new idea. I've come up with all this Home Delivery. And what we do is I got a friend with an RV. Uh, I, we got the whole setup, uh, you know, my laptop, presentations, a headset. Uh, we got uh, a projector. We got extra chairs. We got thermoses. We got uh, we can sleep in the car. Uh, and so what we're doing, and I'm, I'm doing these tours now. I'm going to go on one very shortly, a Scandinavian one. What we do is that we go home to people so people with a big living room where they can fit in like 25 30 40 people something like that uh we book i uh we book with them and uh, then i have like a menu like a pizza menu but it's with all the different topics that i do talks about i mean so there's so many of them so they can just pick marty Luther king or jfk or 911 whatever they want It, it doesn't matter to me i'm I'm just like, please use what I've got in my head because it, it's there for a reason. Use mm. me, use me, please. Right. And so, so we uh, we drive around and we. I'm going to go do a European tour as well, where we come home to people and then uh, do this. So uh, now I'm I'm about to leave here. We're going to do a 12 day tour where there's nine or ten presentations, normally three to five hours. So very intense, and then on to the next place, on to the next place, on to the next place, and so on. So I think it's a good concept. I, I like it, and uh, I I would very much like to see it spread that other people, other speakers, also start doing it, make it more personal, and get out there and do make a difference.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you coming back, Ole, and uh, motivating people to take a, an interest in these things and to find out the truth and to also show up there and, and uh, see for themselves and uh, we'll talk you to you again in the near future and we'll see how your travels are going
0: <laughs> would it okay would it be okay lance if i finish with a prayer oh yes go ahead okay i'm not religious but there's this prayer that i live by and i absolutely love it and it goes like this may the entire universe be filled with peace and joy love and light May everyone, and especially the ones who hurt us, be filled with peace and joy, love and light. May the light of truth overcome all darkness, so victory to that light. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Oli, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Lance. And, uh, And also, please be aware out there, it's only through fear they can control us. And fear is only in your mind. It's not something you can grab onto. It's only in your mind, and your mind can only think one thought of a time. So stay out of fear. Practice your mind. Purify your mind. And the fear is always connected to something in the future. It's not real here and now. So let let it go. Let it go. And take back your power. And set yourself free.
1: Wonderful. All right, Oli. Thanks again. And uh, good night.